Champion Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. This podcast series provides a space for some fabulous people to share their stories and find a voice within our ever-changing world. It is a space that simply encourages sparky conversations, because there is most definitely always something to be learned from every interesting conversation, however unscripted. At its heart, this podcast is built on the belief that each of us experiences the world in our own unique way, meaning that we all have our own story to share. The Coffee and Conversation podcast aims to uncover a range of perhaps previously unheard stories in an informal, engaging way, so that we can all connect, explore, grow and learn from the great people behind these tales. Happy listening. On today's episode of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, I'm joined by Mandy Frost, a show jumping coach with whom I have crossed paths a number of times in the past few years through my work with the British Equestrian Federation. I first met Mandy at the conclusion of her Level 4 qualification when she presented her reflections on her development as a coach during her Level 4 journey. Since then, we have met in a number of less stressful situations for her and continue to talk coaching, development and learning along the way. Mandy has always had a passion for horses and began her equestrian career as a rider and developer of horses. With her interest in coaching gradually overtaking her love of riding, she is now an experienced UKCC Level 4 qualified coach, working with a wide range of horses and riders. From novice youth riders right through to competitive adult riders, she uses her coaching knowledge and passion for people to nurture, challenge and inspire individuals to achieve their potential. In recent months, her interest in research and learning has taken her to Sweden, where she shared the findings of her own work with coaches from several equestrian disciplines, including British Eventing, Pony Club, Riding for the Disabled and even Olympic coaches. Mandy lives in Devon with her husband Alan and her 12-year-old son Billy. So welcome um, today to the Coffee and Conversation podcast and I'm really excited today to be joined by Mandy Frost who um, I met a few years ago for the first time and our paths have kind of crossed every so often in uh, the equestrian world, which uh, we'll kind of talk about a little bit later. Um, But I'm, as usual, in my um, office in Scotland, looking at a very sunny day today with a pint of water. Um, And Mandy is in a very beautiful looking location. So, um, Mandy, do you want to give us a bit of an insight into where you're sat and describe what's going on around you? Okay, so I'm down in Devon and I'm sat in uh, the courtyard here and... um, um, you can just see the fields and the hills behind me and you might see a, there's a whole new load of young cattle gone out in the field this morning so they might even wander past behind us in a bit but uh, the sun's out. Um, lovely, lovely day today. Excellent, so if we hear some um, mooing in the background we know, we know what it is. <laughs> yeah, not Excellent. me. Excellent, well yeah that's, that'll be the first time we've had a cow in a podcast but hey that's, there's always the first time for everything. Um, so yeah so as as I kind of mentioned um Mandy and I met through her um involvement and and my involvement within the equestrian world in some coach education and development particularly um the level four program that's been running Uh, and Mandy was one of the first coaches to be involved in that and go through the the whole process and and today we're kind of going to talk about um coaching and caring coaching and that's kind of I suppose setting the scene for the the conversation um as ever Mandy has brought along a couple of quotes um, that are meaningful to her uh, and will give us a good start so if you want to give us a bit of a what, what are your quotes what have you brought along today well Jane I didn't um actually I haven't got those in front of me but I emailed back to you so that's a really good start oh, um, well, I can I can remember what they are so we can we can go with that yeah <laughs> um 
so my my uh, my thing with the caring and the coaching um um there were there were hundreds of quotes i remember putting a presentation together and there were so many that i wanted to put put on there but you know the, the quotes of dealing with people um the connection you have with people and um and these are real people with real feelings and real emotions and i think as coaches it's such an important part of what we do well as luck would have it i do actually have one of your quotes that you emailed me in front of um and it's one that i love as well and it's a mayor angelou quote um mm. and i think it was i've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget yeah. what you do but people will never forget how you made them feel yeah um, and that really sits with me um I like the fact of um, the impact you can have somebody on somebody um, as a person and, and part of that life. Um, and I think we have more of an influence on that person in general than we realise. We can have a massive impact, um, both good and bad, if we're not careful. Mm, absolutely. And I guess as a coach, you kind of see, you do you know you develop long-term relationships with people and actually can see somebody flourish and grow and um yeah and really see that that happening actually, in front of your eyes almost yeah and actually it's an honor to be part of what they're doing for um for the whole of their life you know I've, I've worked with people from quite young children right right through and and actually seen them then have children in fact I've there's a couple of um times that I've then been teaching their children um and it, it's a, it's lovely just to be part of their life um and it yeah you you do become you become more than just their coach you, you get a real involvement and, and a sense of belonging and it's just connecting with people isn't it it is and I think that's a really um you know huge part of coaching that often we, we almost take for granted sometimes and it's not till you take, take a step back and realize and reflect on the sort of um the human bit and ultimately this is people helping people and supporting people um you sort of just take the context for granted um mm. but perhaps we start by maybe if you give us a, a bit of a brief insight into kind of your almost going to track your I suppose journey as a coach particularly over the last few years and how maybe some of your perceptions have changed but you know give us an idea of, of the sort of coaching that you do and maybe take us back a few years in terms of you know what a typical week in the life of you as a, an equestrian coach on the road would be okay so um originally i was a rider full-time rider competed uh, really lucky competed around europe traveled around had quite a selfish lifestyle if i'm honest um and then um if i'm really honest about it I started coaching because it's a very expensive sport to do and um and I think a lot of people agree to start coaching um is funded funded that that lifestyle of traveling horses around um and then in time actually it it overtook um it became something it became more of my passion to coach than to ride um and then got so busy that um had to make a decision to stick to the riding or stick to the coaching and um wasn't really much of a, a doubt so now coach full-time um been part of the uk cc coaching system for a long time now um and worked my way through that um and um eventually got around to doing the level four and the masters and the research um 
so so quite a big journey from um, somebody that that did it probably initially not out of choice um, because it was a must um, to an absolute passion. Well, that's, that's really, really interesting. Once your passion for riding has shifted to that passion for coaching. And, and just for, the, for those of us um, amongst maybe the listeners who aren't as au fait as um, you are with riding, talk to us about the, the discipline that you're involved with. And, um, okay, so and the, t- uh, my the, the non-riders amongst us. <laughs> so, so my discipline is show jumping. So I am a show jumping coach. Um, but, you know, amongst that, I do coach people for the show jumping parts in their eventing world. Um, I do quite a lot of flat work um, sort of for people that do more dressage. So quite a variation of people from people that do it for fun um, to people that do it for a living. So um, quite a few different hats you have to put on for different occasions. But um, everybody's still with the same passion of horses yeah definitely and, and I, what I've noticed and what I've really kind of found striking um learning a little bit more about um riding and and riding coaching is it's a three-way relationship um usually in sport we're used to um coach an athlete or coach and player or maybe a coaching team um but you've got the added um challenge of the horse in yeah. there in terms of that relationship and how you you know you yeah. as a coach work with the rider to help their relationship develop with the with the horse and and that's definitely something that's really struck me uh, about that dynamic and how you you know how challenging that is actually as a coach it put, it does put a different perspective on it because you know with the best intentions in the world you're dealing with trying to get two brains there working together as opposed to just one brain listening to you and you know and sometimes the horse has a completely different agenda um, and mood swings and attitudes and you know and you've you got to work with it yeah and then that's and I really you know I really like that idea when I've you know when I've sort of the more I've observed and watched um you know riding coaches and in the various disciplines but that sort of almost rapport that they're building with the rider but almost that rapport then that they're supporting the rider to to help understand you know the little behaviors and mannerisms of the horse and developing almost that yeah, that understanding between horse and rider, which, yeah, has been quite unique for me to watch. And, um, yeah, ultimately... It's never the, boring. <laughs> a creature that could, if they wanted to, gallop off into the distance <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> and often do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just le- reflecting on your, your journey then in terms of like, saying, you know, coaching's gone from something that you had to do to something that you love doing. You know, mm. what in that, you know, what, what were the moments maybe in your... Um, throughout your career that you've kind of said actually yeah those were key times for me when I've gone "Hmm, okay yeah this is really what I want to do and this has become really meaningful for me I think you know there were a couple of um coach athlete relationships that um um became um really important for me because you feel like you you can make such a difference to somebody's life and um you know, build that good relationship, um, be part of something and, st- and still get the, you know, I still get a buzz out of going to the shows and helping them. But so I get a buzz on their behalf as opposed to so much on my behalf. And a huge amount of pleasure out of helping people um, achieve. I mean, just such pleasure out of of helping somebody achieve. And it might not be a, a massive goal. You know, it could be something quite simple um 
But if somebody's, you know, if you can help somebody and 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 make them thrilled with what they've done, that's that's a nice thing to do. And that, yeah, and that probably gives a bit of a, an insight maybe into your interest that you've now sort of developed in terms of that that care and coaching and that much broader almost remit and and recognition I suppose that as a coach you have the potential to massively impact on um, somebody's life um, mm. it, just as they have the impact you know it's a two-way relationship just as they have um, that mm. chance to impact on your life but you know what, what was it that sort of led you down that route and you know, maybe in towards the level four, and which is a challenging. You know, it's a challenging course. Yeah. It challenges you as a coach, and what what's important to you. So, there's some quite big steps that you've chosen and, and decided to do. So, one one of the first remits is that we had to do a research um, program, and I I did one. Um, my first one was um, the coach athlete relationship, and what makes that relationship last. So, that was my first insight into what turns that into somebody that goes to comes to you for maybe a month and then moves on to somebody else. So what really makes that last in in a in the bigger scale? Um, and when I was talking to the riders that I interviewed, the word that kept cropping up more than anything else was they wanted a coach that cared. So they might have initially gone to that coach. Well, of course they have done initially because of that, that the coaching skills mm-hmm. and the skills they wanted to learn from that coach. But beyond that, that wasn't what made the relationship last and 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 seek out any length of time. Um, what they wanted was a coach that cared about them as a person, not just, you know, leave, go home, done that one. Um, somebody that really genuinely connected with them and and were interested them in not just that hour you're in the arena with them, but everything else that's going on that might then affect, affect that hour you're in the arena for um so the, there were three things that really um came up by far the most was the care that was mentioned a lot and they wanted somebody that that was honest they really wanted honesty and um they wanted to know they could trust somebody mm. so they were the, th- the three things that came up the most um and these were people ranging from somebody that you know did it from a hobby to people that did it professionally the, the care bit came up and and that sort of surprised me because I expected initially I expected things like we often talk about coach avail- coach skills, coach availability, previous experience, all those sort of things. Mm. Um, but it wasn't what made it last. Mm. It wasn't what made that relationship special, and that's what I wanted to to find what made it special. Yeah, I think that's that's um, it's interesting that you said that's that came up in a range of riders as well. Um, because maybe an assumption perhaps that you know perhaps it's, you know a lot of us have made over time is you know that particularly maybe with the more elite end riders you know they want somebody with a great reputation and skills and you know going to push you and challenge you and all of those sorts mm-hmm. of things so so yeah that notion that actually at every level the consistent thing was yeah. care or trust and actually that you know here's somebody who you know invests in me as a person not just yeah on the back of the yeah. that's going to win yeah yeah no um and and it sort of it really struck home with me because i i do like people i'm quite a people person um and i think you know when i then have spoken to people since then um you know they've they've sort of said that gladly <laughs> that is the side they see in in what i do because 
I am genuinely interested in them. I do often, you know, it's easy to turn up and do your bit and go, but it's also really good to find out are they having a good day? Not just how are you? We all do that, don't we? How are you? And and sometimes, you know, we're in a rush and we don't even wait for the answer. Um, But to really mean how are you? Yeah. That's a completely different ballgame. Yeah. And so how has, you know, clearly there's an interest developed through your research and through the sort of the coach education side of things, but how have you, how have you found that that has, you know, helped you in a practical sense um, in your everyday coaching or with specific um, riders that you'll, you have worked with over the past sort of couple of years? I think it's helped. um, um, It's, it's made me raise the awareness in myself and in others, actually, when I've spoken to others about it, you know, if, if all, you do is raise the awareness of the importance of that caring um then that's that's what i you know i wanted to do and and makes you um it, it for me it makes makes me make the time to make sure they know i care it's all around me thinking i know i care but you know but do they know i care yeah, um, yeah. You know, and and just it's and it does take time that that is the the thing that did crop up is it takes a lot of time to go that it's a little bit like just going the extra mile isn't it and mm. um, you know what sorts of what sort of um impact are you seeing for riders as well is there you know have you got an example that you can maybe share with us or you know give us an inter- insight into the difference that you know because you've adopted this approach or you know raised your awareness yeah for athletes and riders um i think it what is makes it makes a rider feel a lot more secure um I think it makes the environment feel safer for them. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of things. It's made me feel um, I'm a little bit more me now when I think back to what I've got through the latter part of my coach education. I've moved from being uh, what I would have called one of a number of coaches where you feel like you're, you know, you've, you've done all your education and you've... Um, you know what you want to be like and you try and put yourself in that that's what I've got to be that's what I should be that's what I should look like that's what I should say that's what I should do and it's made me move on to I think I used on one of my slides in a very final presentation that I feel authentic now Mm -hmm. um I am me it's okay to be me um it's okay to be vulnerable so that showing that care inside is you know if they're talking about you know a difficult time I could share a difficult time I wouldn't have done that a long time ago you you have this feeling where you've got to be the big strong person um who has no problems <laughs> that's not reality is it no. you know so, so I think it's it's and and it takes I think it takes quite a lot of bravery to be vulnerable if that makes sense yeah it does and it's interesting you know I think that's you know it's a conversation I've had with a few people in terms of that um be authentic so it's really easy to say it I'm going to be authentic but actually to do it yeah it takes it takes thinking about it takes planning it takes you know understanding yourself it takes a huge <laughs> amount of work yeah absolutely time um yeah. to actually be able to kind of yeah and you know it's interesting you know people talk about other oh, confidence to be me but it's actually is it you know where does that confidence come from because confidence is almost this output of all this whole process that you know because of the learning the development the research the you know experiences you've had over the past three years that's what has given you that confidence in yourself and belief in yourself I think that's another thing that that comes out in, a, in various conversations you kind of believe that actually yeah I I'm, there's, there's something worthwhile here 
And the other thing I would have never done before, where I'm quite happy to say now, if somebody asks me something, I will actually say, I don't know, but I'll find out. Mm. Whereas before I'd have gone, oh my God, I've got to blag this. <laughs> of course I must know. <laughs> I must know everything. Um, and now I'm like, no, I, I don't know, but I give me a minute or give yeah. me an hour. And I will find out. Yeah. And um, you know, and it's really interesting as well. I know that your, you know, your research and your, you know, the, the the approach you're taking within sort of using care and coaching is taking you on some really exciting adventures as well in terms of where you're going, not just has. as a as a coach, but you know, being invited to share some of that insight with with other coaches. It, it has. There was all sorts of things that came from the research. I looked a little bit into, um, you know, because we think think is it, is it something that can be taught. Or, or is it innate? So, you know, are, are you born to be in a caring person or can you, can somebody be taught? And I, and I think taught is a very strange word. I think I think you can develop it. Um, I'm not sure you can teach it, but there's a lot of um, education in the nursing environment um, where they do teach it. But I thought, you know, I could get out there and maybe in the rare um, and raise an awareness of the importance of it. So I've been doing some CPD days um, I've done them for Pony Club. Um, I've done them um, all sorts of things, um, all sorts of places, groups of coaches, um, British eventing, CPD days, all um, talking about my research findings and then really lucky enough to go to Sweden and work with their Olympic coaches, which was a little daunting when they all introduced themselves. I could feel myself thinking, what am I doing here? Um, but they were so keen to learn what I had found out in the research and and so interested to to hear um what was said and actually hopefully when we come out of lockdown I'm going back there again and do a little more with them Um, that's really good and are you are you finding that sort of as you're doing these sort of CPD sessions and talking more about your work is that almost having you know the conversations that you're having how's that you know impacting on things that you're thinking about and you know and, and learning as you go along I, I think the more confident the more I've done and the more confident I've got at doing them um I, I start off and I'm really honest on what I thought my first um thoughts on the definition of, of care and where it you know I, th- I thought it's a little bit nice and a, li- a little bit fluffy um and so I'm very honest with them that when I think my first thoughts and then I and then I explain to them, hopefully, when they've listened to the research, they'll realise, like I did, that um, it actually takes an incredible strength to be a caring coach and, and what that care actually involves. Um, and so hopefully anybody that at the beginning of the session might be thinking it was not for them starts coming on board. And it's gone down really, really well. In fact, the sessions that I've gone there in, in theory to do like an hour and a half have, have gone on for three hours, which... Which, which is great because it means people are interested and and want to you know want to talk about it and you know we all learn we learn by conversations which is the I suppose basis of this podcast but you know the more conversations you're able to have the more you can bring it to life um and um you know connect beyond beyond with riders and horses you know it's now extending that network mm. and connecting with coaches um which is you know hugely yeah. exciting yeah yeah it's um you first guys I was gonna say I know that um I think you're I listened to you um at the research conference 
um, down in well, quite nervous Olympia. Now. Yeah, which was really <laughs> the first ever um, equestrian uh, coaching conference, which was um, great because it was, you know, it was listening to people who have come from that sort of coaching background, gone into, you know, studies and research and, and got some really interesting findings. Um, and, you know, I recall sort of up towards the end, there was, was there five key things that you talk about in terms of your um, your work and the sort yes. of pointers and those sorts of things? So maybe it's just, you know, if there's a way you know that you can summarize some of those that just gives an insight into okay you know you talk about can it be taught can it be learned but actually there's, there's some concise things that you can you can think about as a coach to perhaps bring some of this to life and I think one of the key points for me is in part of the coach education we do cover quite a bit about empathy um, but what was sort of highlighted in this research is you can have empathy so you can feel that that person's not feeling great or might have a problem but to care you've actually got to do something about it so it's it's more than empathy mm -hmm. um it's a, a massive big part more than you know and that's where the time and wanting to help that person as a person comes into it and so instead of thinking that's a shame and then going home and not giving it a second thought it 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 takes effort mm -hmm. and time and you've got to want to do it so perhaps caring is a proactive empathy it's an action yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah not just a thought is it you've got to act on it yeah, yeah. do you know what? there's another quote coming to mind as, as you're talking there's a quote um, a Gandhi quote and I will get this I won't quote it verbatim but it's around you know be careful of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words your words becomes your actions your actions become habit your habit becomes your destiny almost I've probably missed one out there yeah. but it just comes to yeah. mind as you're talking because it's you know it's yeah. not stuck. you know you're actually converting something into doing something about it and you know demonstrating um, and that's how you, you know, coming back to those first things that you talked about in terms of care. What was it care and trust? Um, trust and honesty. And honesty, yeah. you know, all being yeah. part of that, um, all kind of bound up in that um, developing a relationship where people feel safe enough um, because you have actively demonstrated that you care. So they're more willing to open up and perhaps that involves you um, role modelling some of that vulnerability and honesty and openness as well. Yeah, and I think uh, on that presentation when I went to Sweden, I used quite a lot. There's quite a few, you know, this guy Southgate, and there was endless pictures of him um, online that when I went to put some on for this presentation with him showing how much he cared about his players. Um, and that's something that five, ten years ago you would have never seen that. So I sort of looked on him as probably one of the first coaches um, at that level that was willingly showing that he cared about his players, not, not just on the pitch, he mm. probably cared about them as people. And, and they knew that. And there was one of the players that said, I go the extra mile for Gareth because he goes the extra mile for me. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm, really powerful. Um, and I, you know, I think it just brings to mind as well through my research into sort of leadership and coaching. And, you know, I started off looking in, and I was reading literature on, you know, management and change and real functional stuff about models and all this sort of thing. And I ended up in counselling literature, therapy literature, um, nursing, medicine. And yeah. at first I was like, what on earth's going on? This doesn't feel, this feels a bit odd. But then when I sat back and reflected, it was, well, of course, coaching is people. 
Um, yeah. we're, all, we're all humans, so why would I not be looking in that sort of psychology-based stuff? And that definitely yeah. feels the case with your work as well in terms of you know, being beyond the functions and technicalities of coaching. This is how you, you know, see a whole... And we, we often talk about holistic, the holistic approach, uh, but mm. perhaps this feels like that it's even that next layer underneath of mm. this is what it really means to be able to develop that relationship and that rapport. When I first started the dissertation, I remember thinking, how on earth am I going to write those many words about this subject? Because it seems vast. And in the end, I had to cut it down. I thought, what's going on here? You've got far too much to say. <laughs> um, well, that's a good thing. It's passion. You found, you, you found, a, you found your passion. So, so we've talked about your journey from rider to coach and through research. And um, so when when next you know what 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 are you what's really interesting you now in terms of let's let's okay let's assume lockdown's finished um yeah. you're back back um, with horses mentoring is a, a route i would like to take we've got some really lovely young coaches in in our part of the country um and it can be um quite an isolated profession um, so bringing people together, again, hopefully leading by in example on, on um, being exactly those things that those riders wanted, being honest, being trustworthy, being truthful, um, being myself and, and letting them know that um, <clears throat> it is, you know, we all make mistakes mm. um, and it's okay to admit you make mistakes. Um and that they're actually learnings, not mistakes. Um, all those sorts of, just to share what I've learned, if I can just share a little bit of what um, I wish I knew then what I know now, it would have been maybe an easier journey. <laughs> yeah, but hey, we learn from the journey, isn't it? It's not the, it's not the destination, it's what you learn along the way. Yeah. It feels yeah. something quite apt about that. Um, so yeah, and and you know, I suppose my observation, just listening to you talk, and the fact that you, know, you said mentoring is where you know you, you want to explore going forward. It's it almost feels like you're taking that that caring and that people person nature to another mm-hmm. environment. So actually, if you look at the thread through everything that you've talked about, it's people, it's help supporting, developing other people, um, and helping people achieve their goals. And you know, something stuck in your mind. You said early on whatever that goal may be it may be something big but equally it may be something really small um and the pleasure and the joy in in seeing somebody evolve themselves which now is applying to coaches as opposed to riders so that feels and I, i remember feeling that feeling of being so daunted by all the coach education programs and wanting to make sure you said the right thing at the right time and did the right thing. You know, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just wanted to help them, really, in any way I could, even if it's just listening or, you know, being the end of the phone. Just just wanted to help. Yeah, letting them know you care, being beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Again, coming back to that, you know, the Maya Angelou quote, you know, people will forget um, what you've said, they'll forget what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Um, mm. And that that feels like quite a good way maybe to, to wrap up um, and say, you know, is there, if there's one thing or, you know, a couple of things that through your experience, your research, your journey, your life, your future, you know, what perhaps are the key things that 
uh, you know, stick it in your head or, you know, on reflection of the stuff that feel really important? I don't know. It's a difficult question. It, well, it, only because there's so many things. So the, one of the main things, the main changes for me um, that I'd like to, to say to the younger coaches, and I know it takes time, but to be brave, um, be yourself, and, uh, and it allows you to be more creative. It allows you to be more caring because it does take bravery to care. Um, you know, and, and just don't be afraid to to say you don't know, but you'll find out. Um, so at the end of the day, I guess that's being vulnerable, isn't it? Mm. And, and that's okay. Absolutely. Um, and, it, and it's going to take time, but you get there. Mm. It's maybe removing the... Removing the mask of um, I'm expected to be perfect yeah. and actually, no, it's what people want from, and this is what, you know, your research certainly suggests is actually what people want beyond anything is somebody who cares about them in whatever way that might be. Um, mm. And if you've got that, if you've got trustworthiness, you can find out the rest. Okay, yes, you do want some competence. So you do need a level of, oh, well, let's assume, yeah. let's assume, let's, let's take that for granted that the competence is yeah. kind of there in terms of what you know technically, but actually yes. that doesn't mean you have to know everything. But fundamentally, no. if you care and they're committed and we're committed to supporting each other, then you know, the world can, the world can change. It's endless. You know, the possibilities are endless. And, and keeping, you know, being brave enough to stick to your values. Mm. I think that's a really important thing. Absolutely. And blimey, on that note, we could go into a whole other half hour <laughs> conversation. Well, actually, three day conversation on values, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, thank you very much for your time and taking thank time you. out of your beautiful day. Um, thank you for inviting me. And I look forward to seeing what happens next and hearing tales of um, you going back to Sweden once we're allowed to, to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Mandy Frost, and also to you for listening. Until the next time, take care.